One father is more than a hundred schoolmasters, George Hebert. Strikers, how are we teaching our children? What are they learning from us? Let's discuss next on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution, and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time, to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over, and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Alan, how are you doing this morning? I'm uh, pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good, yeah. One day we'll I, get this. I woke up earlier than I expected. Yeah? Yeah, I, I have a cat, two cats, and one of them likes to sleep on the bed, and she decided she's going to have a hairball at, you know, 3.30 yeah. in the morning. It's oh, a nice alarm. Like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> perfect time for that. Oh, perfect. Right? Yeah. Um, so the brushing, uh, ELC events coming up. We have uh, November 10th, Marriage Night. November 17th, we have How We Serve class, and then December 11th, uh, the Blood Drive. What do we got going on at Grace Point Family Church? At Grace Point Family Church, October 27th, we have Wednesday Night Live at 7 p.m., which is on Facebook. Um, there you will be able to meet our pastors and uh, our, our head pastors, and then also you can, you know, chat with them and, and just, you know, we kind of make poke fun at each other, but it's fun. Uh, October 31st, we have our Candy Palooza at 10 a.m. at Grace Point Family Church, and that's for the kids, the children's. Oh, it's just for the kids? I mean, you can come too. I want some candy. Hey, listen, if you like candy, show up, wear a costume, and uh, yeah, you're guaranteed to get some. Body by hot tamales right here. That, what? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't sound right. But yeah, uh, love me some hot tamales. Yeah, Scotty too hottie. Yeah, right on. And after that, November 6th coming up is uh, Bring the Light Ministry at 12 o'clock noon. I noticed that he's got a, a movie night coming up at Bring yes. the Light for Dune. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to go see that. And actually, uh, someone mentioned that we would go, that we might go see it at um, Web Chapel at the IMAX. That's okay. a good movie. Is it? You saw it? Nice. Uh, did you see the first one? The original. The original. I, oh, I know. Uh, I did. I have seen the original. It's been a long time. I need to go back and watch the original. It was it was good, but for me it was a little slow. Yeah, uh, and uh, like I, I don't feel I like... remember it as well. Okay, and this one probably not so slow. It it was good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll like it. I, I heard different. You heard different. It was good, but it was like the longest. It was a two hour. Now nah, it was it was what long. I heard. It was long. I will say that uh, there were some slow parts to it. But as far as the, the, the style of movie, I, I kind of like that kind of style of movie. Gotcha. A lot of different, you know, moving parts to it. Um, and, and it does kind of set up for, for I guess, there's going to there's gonna be some, some a sequel Why not? to it. It's a great. But I, I kind of, I, I like it, yeah. I know. Uh, I like the first one. It was long as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's a story, right? That It's a, just a long story, so. Um, but yeah, uh, Bring the Light Ministries, uh, look them up, and they are going to have a movie watching night. Yep. Great ministry. And Strikers, if you have questions or comments, feel free to email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. You can also, also find us on Instagram at mightyanvilpodcast. After that, our Facebook group, The Mighty Anvil. And for those that are not tech savvy but they want to listen to the website, you can tune in to our web or they want to listen to the website. They want to, <laughs> they want to listen to our Welcome to 530. Early. Yeah. yeah. Early. They want to listen to the podcast. You can go to our website, themightyanvil.com. Uh, right on. So today's guest, you guys have heard his uh, beautiful voice before. Some uh, great knowledge came out of there. I believe that they actually made uh, the top 10 that uh, season. I think so, yeah. Um, so looking forward to some more top 10 uh, nuggets here. And this is the first time we have a father-son duo. Yes, yeah. yes. I would give some other people a hard time, but we're not that kind of person. We're not. Oh, maybe I am a little bit off, off mic, but yes. We'll save it for Monday. Uh, well, did you have your dad on? I did. So that was father-son. Oh, yeah, that's was, true. Yeah. yeah, it was father-son. 
Um, it was a kind of a different setup, but I'll, t- I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love my dad dearly, but it, yeah, not a but. It was, it was interesting watching my dad let me talk to my dad in right. that format. Usually, you know, sitting around, it's not a big deal, but uh, for those that uh, haven't heard yet, he's not, he's not, he's mic shy. And sure. uh, as I'm talking to him, he's like looking at the paper. And I'm like, Dad, I'm over here. <laughs> and the questions I'm asking, you know, it's on the first page. There's no questions there. He was just right, like, right. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, anyway. It was, I'll, it was go back, I'll go back and listen. I hadn't listened to that one yet. I listened to the one with Chuck, though. One of my biggest regrets uh, was not, well, I didn't, you know, we didn't have a podcast back in the 90s, right? But um, was not recording my grandfather and the stories that he had. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, what I did was I gave him a tape recorder and some tapes. And I said, hey, just tell me stories. But. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't work out for him because one, it's different having a conversation. Yeah. Hence the reason why we do it here. And then, uh, you know, I just, I wish I had put my my grandparents uh, recorded them somehow. Like my grandmother was a wasp in World War II, so mm. she flew the B twenty six bomber from America to uh, uh, England. That she transported stuff mm. like that. And maybe 10, 15 years ago, she got the Congressional Gold Medal. Um, so really? that would have been a really cool thing to That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, so she had some uh, uh, things in common with my grandfather, who flew for the Air Force, P-52 uh, fighter planes. And he, flew, he flew bombers later on. So he flew the P-52 in, in World War II. Nice. And he went on later to flew, uh, fly some bombers. And, oh. uh, so, yeah. Actually, this Very is cool. Fifanella. That's her back patch. Oh, that's awesome. So probably my favorite tattoo. And then, you know, uh, my other grandparents and just how they were raised would have been, yeah. you know, great to pull those, those out of this, into this, uh, this podcast, the, the Father Knows Best. But, uh, yeah, so let's go back to introduction of uh, Joe Robinette. Welcome back to the show. Good and, to be back. Uh, Appreciate he's you He's got guys. his son, Honor Austin, to here today. Hello. I will tell you, uh, there's a couple of podcasts, one with uh, Pastor Jeremy that I was mm-hmm. looking forward to even before the podcast was around. I, I've always wanted to sit and talk with him. Um, and then another one is you and, and this young man right here next to you. I've been waiting to hear the, the magic sauce, the special sauce, magic sauce. That's two different things. Special sauce. Yes. Uh, of, of this relationship because I've, I've watched it for a long time and admire it and kind of jealous that I don't have that, but we'll get into that as, as the series goes on. You know, I realized that my son is not me, and I've had that realization recently. Um, I think I mentioned this last week with Chuck, that his dreams and and wants in life are not mine. You know, when I was 16 years old and I wrestled in high school and then up through college, I could not wait to have a son to teach him everything that I wanted uh, him to know and everything that I knew about wrestling, and then him take it a little bit further than I did and be better than I was. And I think I mentioned this again, and I'll, I'll stop saying that, but uh, he and I, when he was like from, when he could talk to about five years old, our prayer was, it, it always ended up as bigger, faster, stronger than dad ever was. And uh, definitely bigger. Uh, he's about a half inch taller than I am. Uh, stronger at that age, mm-hmm. <laughs> most definitely. Uh, and then um, faster. And, you know, he and I have run a couple of 5Ks, and just, I'm like, he takes off. I'm like, I thought we were doing this together. <laughs> so how old is he? So you at the finish line? Yeah. So had, <laughs> right. As he's uh, knocking back a beer. I'm just kidding. He's he's only 16 right now. He just turned 16. But uh, definitely Dang. taking a course where I was like, man, I don't, I don't. That's not, that's not what I had planned for you. But sure. it's interesting. Um, so yeah, um, welcome to the show, uh, Austin. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Um, I heard some things about you last night. And I can cut this out if you want me to, but are you one to be a Navy SEAL? Um, I'm still thinking about it. Still thinking about it? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm looking, I'm still looking at my options in the military. Right on. But that is definitely um, something that seems very appealing. What, uh, and this is a father, this is the father episode, but I'm going with the son. I apologize. You're but, good, man. Um, what's the, what's another option in the military that you're looking at? Um, I was kind of looking uh, a little bit into the Marines, um, like maybe Raiders or um, something like that. I'm I'm just still doing a little bit of research. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, good luck on that, man. Uh, I think that, again, watching you guys for a long time, I think that you can do whatever you want to. I've seen it, and uh, yeah, very, very impressed with what you've done with this young man. 
Uh, so, Joe, uh, oh, well, let's go back here. Let's have a little fun. Your dad's uh, top three core values. Um, I believe it was courage, integrity, and I forgot the last one. So loyalty is probably loyalty. what you're thinking of. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, those are definitely three. Right on. Good job. Doing well. <laughs> what are your three? Um, I couldn't say three. Okay. But my number one would definitely be integrity. Gotcha. Um, that's probably most important to me. Right on. Integrity. And, and honestly, uh, when we say who, what's your three or whatever, you know, as being as young as you are, just to have that at least one. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think I had my first one when I was 49. <laughs> so you're <laughs> way ahead of the game, right? So kind of a, I pulled this out of the questions, but uh, just to kind of get to know you in the introduction, what is something that you heard your dad say that resonates with you today? Um, you know, it's hard to pinpoint – one thing that that he said that really just sticks with me I would say that that what I took mostly from my dad and I's relationship is that he always he always just told me that hey I love you hey I'm I support you hey I'm there for you Um, but I I will say that you know there wasn't a ton of he I I learned a lot of stuff on my own you know he he uh, he was there for me he loved me and I always felt that but there were some things that uh, that I wish I had that he had really, really taught me or imparted into me um, that uh, that I kind of had to figure out on my own. What was something that, uh, what, what, what were one of those things? What would you have liked him to teach you? Um, there, there were some, there were some uh, I, I would say there, seasons in, in high school where I was aligning with not the right people gotcha. uh, at the time. Um, now, I would say, you know, looking back, I mean, they, they were – good people good guys but I think I would have had a different path you know for my life in that season had I maybe really focused on or, or understood the the lesson of alignments that we know now um, and so there was there was some some little bit of a misdirection that I had you know it's my, my own doing but I think that had my dad kind of really imparted into me and say hey kind of may, maybe was a little bit more aware of what was what was what was happening you know then I would have probably gone making some some different choices uh, in, in, in life there, you know, there was, I mean, going down the road of, uh, you know, maybe the party lifestyle, you know, so, uh, you know, doing a little bit too much drinking in that season that I, that I should have. And that stuck with me through college, but it was, uh, I didn't have really clear direction, uh, during that season of life. And it's just because no one was really there that was providing me a ton of guidance, you know, during, during that season. So, again, I was kind of navigating through it a lot on my own. Uh, again, my dad was always there, always supportive, and always loved me, so I always felt that. Uh, but that is probably the one piece, you know, missing piece that I kind of look back to, you know what, I wish I had maybe that uh, him really kind of guiding me or pointing me, hey, this is where you need to go. You know, hey, I see this happening over here. Hey, let's do something different and let's go this direction. Do you think that you would have listened to your dad? Or how was that relationship back then? Because I know that, you know, my dad rec- yeah. suggesting something to me, or even if I put it in the context now where my son and I mentioned, I've, I've, gotten, to, I've gotten to the point to where I was uh, a passive father for several years. Sure. Uh, doing a lot of traveling. Traveling maybe, well, I guess, four weeks out of every month, home on Fridays, leaving on Sundays. So the time was, you know, more spent with their mom mm-hmm. and uh now and i, I realize that now you know a teenager is not going to want you to tell them what to do so i approach it of hey look you know for me being a good dad i just got to put this out there and you got to do with it what you will he's right. not, he, like he's not one to listen to me right now would you uh, and that i find that with most you know with a lot of with a lot of teens would you have listened to your dad back then? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think I would have. I think it would have uh, planted some seeds, and and I would have probably made some things differently, or maybe at least paused and and really considered some things that you know that uh, that he might have been, you know, trying to try to get through to me. Um, but I, I could tell, you know, looking back, that you know, listen, my dad was he was kind of working through some own stuff, you know, as far as just figuring things out uh, for for our family. I mean, his primary probably objective was just providing for the family during that time. And so, um, and I, I understand that, you know, I understood that at the time. I understand that now. Um, and then of course, I th- you know, also what I do understand is I know what, uh, what his dad didn't bring to him. 
Mm. And so I know that he's just, he was just doing the best he could for what he had to work with at that time. Um, you know, with, with my grandfather, like we talked about him being in the military, he was always off. You know, he was, he was uh, uh, I think, not real present in my dad's life and really imparting some things that I think my dad needed so he could impart to me. So I think that was a missing piece. And I, I recognized that, you know, later on in life during their relationship. Um, and, and I always looked up, looked up my grandfather, you know, later on. They had a, they had a um, I think they kind of restored that bond, and I think it was more my dad seeking that out for my grandfather later on in life, and uh, and it, and that and it was you know it uh, came to fruition, but it took a lot of time I think to get there. Uh, but I think during my my dad's childhood, I know we had a nanny, you know, so there was you know there was that dynamic where uh, there was somebody else that was you know really responsible for a lot of a lot of the. Uh, the, the raising and bringing up of my own dad and that I think that he probably missed from his own father. So that's just something I recognize. Again, it's nothing against him. It's oh, yeah, just yeah. that he was just doing the best he could for what he had to work with. But I do remember a lot of the time it was just, you know, he was just trying to provide. You know, that was kind of the mode he was in. And, uh, you know, and so it's like, okay. I think know. with uh, where we are at today and who we have leading in our lives, it's a different mindset and yeah. we have different things, awareness that we didn't, that our parents didn't have. Right. So really i mean you being a teenager and stuff how hard is it to how often do you go yeah right yeah whatever um i mean i try not to say in his face <laughs> smart <laughs> smart you're winning right there I try to keep it to myself a lot but um yeah he's constantly reminding me things and um even though i definitely need that reminder um in my mind I'm like dad i already knew that like just let me be. Yeah. But sometimes, uh, what is it? Uh, sometimes we don't need to be reminded, or we just need to be reminded. We don't have to be told what to do. I forget that saying, but um, you know, f- coming from me and seeing what y'all, what y'all have, y'all spend a lot of time together. Y'all do a lot of races, a lot of running together, and uh, so I know that part of you is like, yeah. I mean, you understand what your dad's got a lot of wisdom in there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. So it's hard as a teenager that you're balancing that out. And I just last just, night, he oh. was like telling me, you need to, like, I'm doing my 30-mile run um, this next month. He's doing his 100-mile run. He's like telling me, you need to get uh, your nut- nutrition, your, uh, your running schedule, like track yourself, how fast you're going to be. I'm just like. Uh, I, I'm just gonna complete the race. Like I just want to run. Yeah, I think the nutrition thing and everything that comes a little bit later. Like as a teenager, like eh, you know, I got this. Uh, the the youth is wasted on the youth. Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah, I- he'll 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 figure it out. He'll he'll kind of. It'll probably be about halfway through the run, and we'll kind of say, "Oh, that's what my dad was talking about." <laughs> this is, ah, this that's is what point. he was trying to help me out with. Gotcha. So, so hey, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's Austin, awesome. are, are like I know that you're young, but are there things that your dad has told you that you find yourself maybe not saying to your friends, but a situation comes up with a buddy of yours, and then you find yourself thinking, like, "Oh, my dad would say this." Hmm. I'd have to think about that. Okay. So who taught you how to be a dad? Um, so I, I did take, you know, some some of the positive attributes from from my own father. He was he's he was compassionate. You know, he he did love people, and uh, and it, it's um, and I saw that when he started he started a business. He owned an Amco transmission franchise uh, back back in the day. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that that brand, but. Uh, and I went to work with him for a little bit uh, when I was in community college in Kilgore uh, before I went to Stephen F. Austin. And, um, and that's one thing I recognize a lot. He, he, he just, he loved people. Um, and, uh, and so that's one thing that, uh, that I did. Uh, that's, that's a good lesson that I took from him. Um, but as far as who taught me to be a dad, uh, so I think that um, I'd have to say my pastor as far as providing that template for, you know, really what, what I wanted to be as a father, you know, he was kind of provided that blueprint that, uh, that I, I hadn't had up to that point. And, and so that was the, really the one, one of the biggest things that, you know, not even so the message when I, when I first sat under Pastor Key's teaching, I was like, you know, Hey, this is something I can really learn from how to be a father, how to be a husband, uh, really how to be a man, you know, seeking after God. 
And, uh, but it was because I was in, it was just in this season of life that I was in. I was a brand new father, you know, didn't really, didn't really have that template, didn't really have that blueprint, uh, but I knew I needed it. There was a lot of things that were, that I was, you know, I would say transitioning out of and transitioning into to getting my mindset on, okay, this is who I am now. And, and I needed that, you know, that's one thing I did recognize. I needed that blueprint, that template on what to follow. And, uh, and he was that for me during that season of life. And that's, um, you know, really one, one of the many things that attracted me to, you know, uh, look at that, follow that blueprint. Uh, so I would say, and there's, since then, you know, I've, there's been, there's been other, you could say father figures that I've looked to that I say, okay, Hey, I like that. That's great. I'm going to apply that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to draw some of what I see there and implement it into, uh, into, into, you know, my, my own process of being a father. Um, but I would say that was probably the one individual that just stands out that really kind of laid it out, you know. So there's there's different things that I took from my grandfather, my father, maybe some friends that, uh, you know, that 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 maybe of, of my dad, you know. But I would say for that was the most impactful. I want to back up here a little bit. How many kids do you have? I got two. Two of them? Two boys? Two boys. That's right. And other names? Obviously, we got Austin here. And the youngest one is Christian. Christian. And how old is he? 14. 14. And yeah. how old are you? 18. 18? Okay. Um, so when did becoming a father feel become, well, when did it get real for you? Like, when did you know, like, oh, man, I'm, I'm entrusted with raising a child? Well, it was, at, it was at the moment of his birth when it really felt real, I could say. I mean, there were some, definitely some decisions I was making differently when, uh, when we were pregnant. Um, but when it really felt real, the first time I'm just holding, holding this, this baby in my hands and, and, uh, and it was, it was definitely a, uh, probably one of the most, uh, defining moments of my life really. And I did feel, you know, God's presence in that moment. I felt God talking to me in that moment. And, um, and really the message that he was communicating to me is for one, he was he was deepening my level or capacity for love in that moment because <laughs> uh, I had never really felt um, love like that, I think, ever. Um, and it was so that 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 was the moment where it was okay. Like this is uh, this is who I am now. That is that is no joke. Like that moment where I mean, you love your wife, right? Mm-hmm. It's like one of those. For it's, sure. it's we love our we love our, we love our dads. We love our moms. But there's nothing like, and you won't ever understand until you have kids, is holding that. It's just, it's like this level of, man, and now Your that mind think, is instantly blown. Yeah, it's... For sure. And, and if, if, if there was any, like, remnant of me, me, me still, it's all out of the water now. You're like, yep. oh, no, I just, for the baby now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just went down on a rung on the ladder. Here you go, son. You can have it. Um... Yeah, so it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. I it is. That. It's worth it. Mm. Even all the heartaches and, and all the pains. Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not the way we roll? Okay. Yeah, no. I, for example, uh, again, going back to my son, when he, when he did wrestle that one year when he played football, there was some joy there. You know, even my daughter watching her play golf, there was some joy there that uh, it's – I don't get anywhere else, man. It's just, uh, it's, it's really cool. It is. It's worth, it's worth, it's worth the heartache. Yes, I agree. (laughs) So how has father, how has being a father changed for you, changed you over the years? Yeah. So I think that I I really believe that I'm a better person in every way just because of that. You know, I think that, uh, you know, during that season, I know that, uh, it was, um, it was God's way of getting my attention and I think turning me directly, you know, back toward him and, and seeking his purpose for my life. And one of those purposes, of course, is being a father. And so that, that really was a catalyst for me getting on the path, back on the path toward seeking God's purpose for my life. Um, so that was big change. You know, it's not that I was just a, uh, a heathen back in that day. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there was some, I had some different priorities, you know, you could say right. during the, the, that season, high school, college, and I went, met my wife in college. And, um, but uh, it was, 
you know, I started, you know, I, I started changing really who I spent my most of my time with. Started changing what, uh, where I was spending my time and what I was doing with that time. Um, you know, really sought out a. Uh, we had we had already kind of plugged into a church at the time, uh, but we really weren't we weren't really serving. weren't really you know a part of it. We were just there, you know, attending, you know, kind of on the sidelines. But during that season, that was when okay, this is uh, we're going to do some things differently. And I started leading my wife differently, you know, and and. Uh, just really kind of preparing, you know, for what uh, what the future was, what I wanted the future to look like at that time. But uh, but it, it it truly was uh, stepping into that that role as a father that that was the catalyst for all of that. Um, you know, just just to you know again just say hey, I'm not living for myself anymore, and uh, and I need to I need to level up on my on my maturity. So and, would you say being a father has changed how you handle other situations? Yeah, you could say that for sure. Absolutely. And do you feel that other men that aren't fathers are missing some part of that? I think that, you know, it's hard to say because, you know, I mean, the everybody has their own purpose in life. And sure. so, um, you know, I would say that for me, that, uh, if it would definitely be a missing piece, if I, if I wasn't a father for me, um, can't really speak for you know what that would mean for somebody else, um, but uh, but I do think it is it is one of my life's greatest joys to be a father, and uh, I think that um, I think society as a whole, uh, I think that uh, it it serves a, an incredible purpose for community and society for people to step into that role as a father, not just to be quote unquote a dad. Uh, that's that does not carry the same weight and purpose as a father does, so there's a big difference there. Uh, so I think that, I think that for me, just kind of recognizing that, that, um, you know, this is, this is, this is real. This is something that's very important. This is probably one of the highest callings that I have in my life at this point. And I need to step into that, own it and, and do it well. Um, and again, I'm far from perfect in a lot of different areas. And so, uh, I'm, I would not say I'm the perfect father has, you know, have done anything perfect, but, um, but I will say that it, it is, uh. Uh, I am striving to be as good as I can be in that role and, uh, and to do it well and to not, not look back and have any regrets as far as was I, you know, what I was or what, what I wasn't. I'm just going to do the best I can for what, uh, what God has given me and, and, uh, and that's kind of the, my, just my approach to that. But definitely has changed me, changed me all for the better and continuing to change me for the better as well. So we're... Uh, I'm not done changing for the better. <laughs> what's a what's a pivot point for you? Like with one of the kids, um, you know, I should have done this, or how have you been? You know, your ideal of being a father, and then okay, that didn't work out so well. I need to do it this way. What's a what's a pivot point for you? So I think that um, there's been some moments where the temper has got the best of me as I've been disciplining my son. Um, probably more Austin than Christian. But uh, there's been a couple moments where I know that, you know what, I, uh, I really went overboard <laughs> in this situation. Um, and it probably did not have the desired uh, outcome that I, that I had hoped for. Um, I mean, there was, I think there was one time where, you know, I don't know, I think Austin was being disrespectful and just really wasn't, you know, just, you know, I mean, you know how kids get. Mm-hmm. And it's not that uh, he's, it's not that he's a disrespectful son, but there was a moment where he was clearly being disrespectful. And I had just, I think, had enough at that point. And so, yeah, I uh, leveled up my voice to a, to a fairly high decibel and, uh, and ordered him to just drop down and do push-ups until I stopped. And, uh, and while I basically went into full-on uh, um, drill sergeant mode in, in that moment. And, um, and I don't think it had the desired result from that moment. I think he ended up uh, halfway through and he uh, recognized that, you know what, I'm going to leave this situation. And, uh, and, and he walked out the door, and I think I saw him several hours later. I don't know. So, uh, but anyway, do you remember that? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember it because I know that I lost my temper, and there's a different way I should have handled that situation. But in the moment, it's like, you know what? This is, I'm not going to let this fly. We're going to try this. <laughs> it's interesting how big of an impact it was on you but not so much on him. I mean, he kind of remembers it, but for you, it was, it was a moment that's like, I'm not going to, or, you know, I'm, I'm putting the words in your mouth. Yeah. I'm not going to, that's not, that's not going to happen again. 
Um, I've done that with my son Caden. Uh, he would not drop down and, and do push-ups. He would, he would just look at me and go, <laughs> I'm out of here, we'll see you later. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's interesting how that moment was impactful for you. But... I got a lot of push-ups out of him that, <laughs> that, uh, that evening. Nice. <laughs> what is, uh, what's a, what's a, something that your dad's told you that you're like, no, that can't be true, or that's, that's not right, that's not how this, this works. Your dad doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't about. know what he's talking about, but then a couple months later, he's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Probably like some of the people I've hung out with or some of the people I've been friends with and whatnot, like, um, they don't make the right choices, and he's always like, you know, have the right friends, have the right alignments, and um, uh, you don't realize it, but over time, you know, the people you hang out with end up being the people who you become, yeah. or the person you become. The five people that you surround yourself with is kind of you're, yeah, you're you're the average of the yeah. five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you address that? So, okay, he's got some friends that aren't savory and uh, we'd kind of like them to go away um for me it's like you just got to tell them and they've got to have to figure that out on their own because i i I know that if my dad told me hey you can't hang around this person okay (laughs) sure uh i'm doing it anyway you know how how do you so i mean i I know exactly you know what's what's on Austin's mind when he said that and um i know that he he that lesson he knows that it's true, but also I think his role in that friendship at this moment is is to help them through the season that they're in and and uh, to be a, you know, uh, maybe some kind of a, a resource for that individual to maybe get them through that season. Hmm. So, but uh, the, the lesson that I've been trying to help Austin understand is that it is a much easier to pull someone down to to where they're at rather than to pull them up to where you're at and so that's something I want him to be very mindful uh, as as he's spending time with this individual um, and I think he understands that um, you know and you know I think that uh, that's uh, one thing I do know about Austin he, there there is some compassion there um, and uh, so I've got to you know just raise my awareness and, and be a, be, you know, make sure that I'm observing things and, and that, uh, and, and I do not trust Austin, you know, he's going to make good, good decisions. So, uh, it's not that I'm telling you, Hey, you cannot spend time with this person. You can't have to spend more time with this person. I think we're kind of beyond that. You know, I think he's going to make his own decisions who he's spending his time with. And hopefully he has enough wisdom to approach those, those decisions and, and make the right ones. Uh, so that's just the one, the one element that I want him to understand is, um, can't help everybody and you know people are gonna you know make their own decisions you got to give them some opportunity and just like Patrick he says hey if someone's going through hell you know yeah we don't want to leave them there but uh but you gotta you gotta keep on moving you can't stay there so I was gonna say how do you keep that awareness up without being the helicopter parent or being paranoid yeah, I was listening to something the last week uh and it talks about and I forgot it might have been Garrett I'm not sure where, where I heard it, but they were talking about how you have to let your kids make those mistakes. Or if you're helicopter parenting, you're, you're keeping them from their full potential. I think it was Garrett on his podcast. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some mistakes that I will 100% let Austin make, you know, because mm-hmm. I know that the, the, the consequence of some of those mistakes are this is the time to be making those in, his, in, in, in life. Uh, where the severity and the consequences can can increase uh, and intensify if those if that pattern of, of continues. So right now is the time for him to learn from mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you know, and, and you know, I try to have my awareness up as much as possible as far as decisions that he's making, and and we have an, uh, uh, a good enough relationship. I would say a great enough relationship that he is open. And we can have we can have conversations and. Um, you know, I can be open and honest with him, and he's the same, uh, which is extremely valuable um, and helpful. So I think that one thing that I, that I help him understand is that, listen, if you, make, if you make this decision here, you know, really pause and look at what is the outcome and what are the consequences of that decision, what is that going to look like, and just really let yourself picture that and let your mind go there, and then, okay, so if you continue down that decision and where that puts you, 
what it, what is the next next decision from there? And so he kind of my my hope is that he can visualize the pattern and what the end result will look like if he makes this initial decision over here. Uh, so whatever that might be, and whatever whatever area of life that might be, whether it's you know who he's hanging out with, whether it's just a simple decision, maybe one night that okay, it's not doesn't seem like that big a deal, but then what are the following what's the following outcome what could that lead to what could that look like uh, and then if that's not where he wants to be then he needs to back it up and not make that first decision not make that first misstep because it can be a very slippery slope and take you where you just don't want to be where you just don't want to end up at um, so that's really what I'm trying to uh, you know paint that picture so he can really let his mind follow that that train of thought and see okay if I go down this path Here's where I'll end up. I don't want to be there. That's not where I want to be. That's not who I am. And then so let's just back up and not make that first step. Let's not make that first step in the wrong direction. Um, so, um, and I can tell you that, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's done a great job, you know, as far as just, you know, staying on the path. And, and I think, uh, you know, I, I contribute a lot of that to, you know, him making the right decisions, having some good people around him. Uh, I try to get him around, you know, the, the guys that I spend time with and and, um, and do life with. I try to get him around those men as much as possible as well. Uh, and, and I know that's had an impact on his life. Um, so, obviously, it starts with me. I've got to be, make sure that I'm doing the right thing um, and living the right way. And that's, that's, that's really going to carry more weight than anything. Um, and so that's a responsibility on me. And then beyond that, uh, just to have those other influences that I can – get them around and, 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 um, you know, there's, it's extremely valuable. So Austin, what do you think is a key, uh, that draws you to your dad? Um, for me, it's really just his wisdom and how much knowledge he has about things. Um, I'm sure a lot of the stuff I'm going through right now is stuff he's already been through. Um, and he just has a lot of knowledge about that, and I can just come to him and ask him um, on, like, what he thinks about the situation or what I can do or what I can do better. And how, how <laughs> after this conversation, how apt are you to listen more? I'm just curious, because, like, if I had, you know, like, I think you, you realize the, the knowledge that you can tap into, mm -hmm. but then, you know, I think we mentioned it a little bit ago, being a teenager, we kind of want to do our own thing and make our own mistakes as well. Um, how do you, I guess, how do you, how do you navigate that of, uh, no, this is something I want to do. I know what he said. Like, uh, like I know he would say this about that, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. Um, um, or what are some things that he said before? It's like, okay, I'm, I'm not even going to play over here. This is something I'll, I'll follow his lead. Uh, I would definitely say sexual temptations, stuff like that. Or um, just like, you know, really just like illegal stuff in general. Or, you know, um, like, you know, you don't want to steal, you don't want to kill people or whatever. Like, um, just like making good decisions in general. Gotcha. I want to back up on that. He said uh, sexual temptations. That that's kind of odd to hear from a teenager. Yes. And how did you instill that in him, or how does that, how did that come up? Yeah. So we yeah we try to be as open and transparent as we can on, on that topic, and uh, and I've just outright out you know asked Austin several times you know through um, you know through that that season is uh, say, hey let's talk about this. I know this is going on as far as uh, you know. Um, lust because this is something I dealt with when I was your age. So let's just talk about it. What's going on? And um, and so we had yeah just open conversation about it and and kind of really talked about um, the the value of keeping keeping ourselves pure uh, and and the uh, how much um, you know just just how much uh, joy that can bring your life later on and also how much uh, that how much damage that really can do. Uh, if you kind of go down that path at this at this age in this in that season of life, and if you can avoid all that, and if you can avoid all that, uh, you know, emotional baggage, uh, you know, why why go down that road? You know, it's just not worth it. And uh, and then it just it's so much worth just kind of saving yourself, 
and, um, and and just navigating through that season as best you can. So um, so that's yeah, we've had some open conversations about it, and uh, and he's and he's receptive, and uh, and he's walking the right path uh, related to that, uh, which which obviously I'm I'm extremely proud of. Uh, not an easy path to um, you know to walk, uh, and and it was you know. Again, one of those things, looking back in my life, when I was his age, uh, that one of the things that I felt like, you know, really, because I, I didn't have those, those, those direct conversations with my dad uh, as I'm having with, with Austin. Um, and, uh, and he's been, you know, Austin's been receptive and he's been open, you know, just to talk about it, and, uh, which is definitely helpful. And I hope that obviously continues. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of a, def- a difficult deal you know, to kind of navigate through when you're at that age and uh, try to figure out because, you know, you got you got your body saying one thing and uh, and then you got, you know, of course, your spirit that's 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 hopefully telling you a completely different thing, you know, if you're engaging in that uh, in that voice. Uh, so uh, so thankfully, Austin is, is uh, walking that walking the right path in that in that area. Uh, and it's it's definitely a good one to stay on. So agreed. Was it a weird thing to bring up? not weird but like yeah maybe maybe initially you know it's 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 always there, there's always a sense of awkwardness in that situation but you know what as a dad you just and, and as a father uh it has to be done you know it's kind of one of those deals like you just got to do it you just got to rip that band-aid off and say hey this is what we're going to talk about it's going to be uncomfortable for you now maybe not the most comfortable thing for me but let's do it <laughs> you know let's let's go at it uh you know and talk about the whole deal you know you know let's talk about pornography let's talk about this let's talk about you know, what, whatever area and aspect of this topic that needs to be talked about, let's just get it out there. And, uh, you know, because it's a real deal. Everyone goes through it, you know. So um, it's not something that should be brushed under the rug and kind of cross fingers and hope that everything's everything's okay. Uh, it's really not the right approach uh, to put your blinders on. You know, it's something that um, I care enough about Austin that we need to have this discussion. He needs to know that I care about having this, this discussion about this topic and needs to know that I care about uh, his future and, 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 you know, I want, you know, you know, everything that God wants for him and, you know, I want him to step into, you know, his, his purpose that God has for his life. That's the most important thing for me. And, uh, and if, uh, if I can prevent things from sidetracking that and hijacking that, then that's, that's part of my responsibility to, uh, to do that and to be proactive with it. And uh, I know I have, I do have a tendency, and I recognize that, and I have to battle it as far as being passive. Uh, so I've got to, I've got to constantly, you know, fight that. And this is, um, you know, one thing that uh, I just can't afford to be passive about is, is fatherhood in general, but even some of those topics that, uh, that you, you know, typically can be a little bit uncomfortable. Agreed. Hey, let's uh, listen to some commercials, and we'll be right back, guys. Strikers. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. And we're back. Hey, to follow up on that question, uh, do you think, how, how do you think that it plays out with you having those conversations now and then him having those conversations with his son? Or his his kids. Yeah. So my my hope is that by us having the conversation, now he has a template of what to go off of. So okay, this is what the conversations looked like when I had with my dad, and I know what value that brought. And so you know what, I'm going to make sure that I follow that same template, that same blueprint for my sons, and maybe even hopefully look to way, you know, how how could that have been done a little bit differently? How can he put his own improvement on that situation and then he can of course apply that to when he's a father 
Um, so that that's my hope, you know, that he just does everything that I'm doing, but better and more effective. Right. So that's always the hope. Yeah, I was just thinking about the passiveness of a father, and uh, I think I got that got that idea from uh, Pastor Ivy in uh, becoming man. Yeah. And not being a passive father, and well, once I read that book, that's where my shift happened. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was a little a little late in life. Never too late. Well, this is true. It's never too late. Uh, it should have happened sooner. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, just having those discussions with my son, and that blueprint, which is leaving the legacy, uh, and you know that's a core value of mine. Yep. So, being Same. being having that legacy there, uh, it took a long time to get that. Okay, let's now let's now start working on the legacy. It's like so dis- disappointing myself, but uh, I'm picking myself up and brushing my shoulders off and going with it. There you go, onward and upward. Yep. How did you change your fathering based on the seasons your kids were in? So there's there's certain seasons where I need to be a little bit more nurturing, and and there's and, and there's when that season's over, say okay, what uh, what what does my son need from me in this season? You know, it could be maybe uh, I remember coaching a lot of a lot of a lot of baseball teams. I remember, you know, just just being present in their activities as they start that transition into you know, what, what they're getting involved with and just being as supportive as I possibly can, being present, being there, being a part of it. Um, that was really a fun season, uh, just being there and, and, you know, all the, the dad pitched, you know, baseball teams and just being there, being on the, you know, coaching and, and cheering on the sidelines. That was, that was a lot of fun for me. Um, and, uh, and, you know, looking back and, you know, just remembering, you know, my parents being there for me uh, during some of those seasons, that was uh, it, it was re- it was really fun. Um, but just recognizing, okay, what do my kids need during the season of their life, uh, and then speaking to you know maybe what maturity level that they're at, and making sure that I'm uh, speaking to that that level at that same that same level, um, getting them you know helping them guiding them to getting them plugged in uh, to different things. You know, uh, the, obviously church is very important to us, and being plugged into that church community, that church family, and so just making sure that that's happening. Um, and then, you know, with, with my son's involvement with, uh, you know, with youth. And so they're getting that, uh, that spiritual impartation at the applicable age that needs to be happening, just making sure that that platform is there, that that opportunity is, is, is happening. Um, you know, so it's, it's definitely, it definitely shifts. It's just, it's just being, making sure that I'm making, uh, putting myself that in a, in a position where I'm aware of what they need during that time and just recognizing where, where they're at, some of the things that they're that they're discussing, some of the things that they're they're asking, that they're wanting more, uh, you know, not just information, but they're wanting some wisdom about, um, and just picking up on that, and, and just trying to be present and being available and being accessible to, to deliver, you know, when those when those things happen. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the seasons definitely shift and change, you know, and and looking at the season that that Austin's in right now, 18, senior in high school. Okay, that's a big transitional year, and and now we're having completely different discussions now than what we had in the past. Those discussions are looking are really more future based, and um, and really what he what he wants to be, to what direction that he wants to take his life in for profession, career, his for the legacy that now that now he'll be creating in the future, and and, and you know that's if that's military, great, hundred percent supportive. Let's do it. Here, let's look at options and let's see what what's uh, what's the right fit for you. Talking about you know, hey, let's what about what what do we do for a gap year? Because I don't want him to go high school immediately into military. We're going to go high school. Let's take a year and let's really uh, how can we make that year most impactful? Um, mm. And uh, and then and then let's talk about you know that transition at that point. Uh, so we're ta- having those discussions. Um, and uh, so those those are you know. Uh, different discussions than, than what we've had in the past, and so that's kind of an example of the seasons have changed, and now we're just trying to set him up for for success. And again, that was different. I never really had that. It was just, you know, hey, well, what do I do? Okay, high school's over, college is next, you know, right. uh, and that's just what we do. What do I want to do in college? Not really sure yet, but I just know that college is next. So here we go, and here we are, and uh, and so just kind of there was there was not a lot of clear direction, clear path. And, and I don't really remember a lot of, you know, um, yeah, you know, just that, that counseling, that impartation. It's like, hey, here, let's, let's sit down. Let's really talk about this. Let's map this out. 
you know, yeah, there were some discussions, but it really wasn't. It was kind of like, hey, do whatever you want, you know, figure it out, and uh, which which I did, you know, I figured it out, you know. But there's probably there's a couple of things I may have done differently, you know. Military is one of those things yeah. I would have probably done differently. Really? Yeah. What are some of those things, Austin, like uh, that you guys have discussed doing during your gap year? Um, for me, it's really just maybe trying out like some different work environments um like find uh some kind of like passion or something um that i would want to do uh maybe after the military or during or or whatever um but just like uh, something i can um, just be passionate about uh to do maybe for the rest of my life even um but yeah, I'm just still thinking about that and trying to figure it out for myself. Yeah, so a couple things that we did talk about is, so our good friend, Eric Rona, um, his daughter, Campbell, she was heading toward, toward college. They tapped the brakes. She's in um, this Agapier program in Missouri, Branson, Missouri, I believe it is. I can't remember the name of the school, but anyway, it's like, but, it, but it, it's spiritually based. And it is designed to help someone, uh, maybe during that transitional year, really own, you know, their, their faith. Uh, there's a lot of other aspects to it, but that's kind of, I think, from what I took away, one of the primary takeaways from, I think, the purpose of that. Because it's, you know, it's, you've, you know, Oz has been with us for this entire time, you know, so he only knows what he's, you know, his environment. So I think to take him out of that environment, put him in a place where he can really step in and start taking ownership of who he is, uh, his his own faith and and then before he goes into uh, maybe that what he will be involved in for the next several years whether that's the military whether that's college you know whatever that might look like um, so we talked about that that's one option that that we'll be looking at another option is um, having him spend some time in Australia which that may happen either either way uh, with my sister my brother-in-law so and maybe he can my brother-in-law can probably you know put him to work. Uh, but just to just to kind of have get, get a, a new environment, new new surroundings, where he it's 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 really him stepping into who he is, um, and just creating that space to do that. Because I think that there's there's um, you got to you got to have a little bit of separation there, you know, for that I think for that to fully develop, fully unfold, you know, away from us where we're still we're still there, but um, but just in a, in a different environment. Yeah, so. I think that's a lot of wisdom there because, uh, like you said, a lot of people who go to college don't really know what they're doing, mm -hmm. what they want to do. I think that gap year, I didn't know they had programs like that. That's pretty yeah, interesting. I was going to well. ask, like, how did that come up? Um, well, Eric and I, we, we spend a lot of time together, and we talk about we talk about that, and, and that was something that, uh, um, you know, I know Eric and his wife had, had found, you know, I think maybe through some other friends, and, and they went and checked it out themselves. And then, and then of course, uh, their daughter decided that yeah I want to do that I want to let's 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 maybe pause the, the the college for now and let's go do this and and I think that was probably um, there's a lot of wisdom there I'm sure that was um, you know probably the spirit kind of speaking hey this is what you need uh, in this season of your life so let's do this instead of going right into college you know that can be a huge just just change you know in a lot of different ways when you're exposed to so many different things when you're in that college environment outside of your you know your, your family home life and, and local and, and you know church community um, and so just to be able to have maybe that to build that extra layer of, um, of really just kind of who you are and uh, that and then you can kind of transition to that environment with um, you could say just a um, little bit better awareness you know so the great coach jimmy johnson once said that i don't coach teams i coach individual players so you got two sons how does that does that ring true with kids or does that not and how yeah yeah they're uh christian and austin have two different completely personalities like they're they, they need i need to communicate to them completely different uh i can probably be more direct uh with austin than i can with christian um, I would say that he's a little bit more um, sensitive. Uh, they both have their own 
areas of sensitivity, but I think Christian a little bit more sensitive at this at this stage. And uh, and so yeah, the I communicate with him maybe a little bit differently. Um, still, the message is the same. He's going to get the exact same lessons, the exact same talks, but I might be approaching that a little bit differently with uh, with with my delivering. And that's something that I'll need to obviously work on because sometimes I might just get the same mode and <laughs> I got to kind of flex my personality to make sure that I'm matching theirs and how so they can receive the message better. Um, so the communication style is definitely different with with uh, and even the discipline style is definitely different from from both of them. So um, yeah, it's they're they're two different two different personalities for sure, and they look a lot different too. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first notice that their communication styles were different? Early on, um, you know, I can't really pinpoint maybe the first, but uh, but really early. I mean, way early on when you know when when they're just you know coming into their you know. You start seeing the personality come come out, you know, and, and as kids, and and uh, it's it's uh, you can recognize, okay, you know, this is, uh, you know, where Austin I would say is a little bit more athletic than Christian. Uh, Christian's I would say a little bit more artistic uh, than than Austin, um, and so just kind of you know recognizing that, recognizing the, the uniqueness of their own personality, which is which is a really neat thing to see and uh, and to see unfold. Um, but uh, but you know I, I've. You know, kind of would steer Christian into, hey, why don't we try this sport? Why don't we try this sport? And it was, uh, you know, and it always, Dad, you, you're making me do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's like, all right, fine, we'll do something different. What do you want to do? And uh, and just support him in whatever he wants to do. But um, but uh, but yeah, so he's uh, they're they're definitely unique. And and it's but it, it was early on when when I recognized that. What's a key? What is a key? that you think that builds that bond between you two? Do you find it like, um, like I, I would assume that there's a lot of similarities. Like he's probably, you know, my, my son is a lot like my wife and my daughter's a lot like me. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find that in the two kids that he's a lot like you? And that's because I mean, for those listeners, uh, Austin's about to run a 30 mile. I don't, it's not even a marathon. 30 miles. Yeah. He's about to run 30 miles, you know, just cause uh, I can, you know, bragging. I know it's okay. <laughs> But uh, that's that's not that's not your typical you know 18 year old. Yeah. So you know part part of um, part of his process and part of the the you know you know what I would call his rite of passage and uh, that was one of the things that I challenged him to do. Say, hey, you need to you need to find a physical challenge and I'll let you choose it. If you don't, I'll choose it for you. And <laughs> so one of the one now. of the things that 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 he chose, or one of the things he decided to do with me, is we did the whole Spartan trifecta. We did the sprint, did the super, did the beast. He did that with me at one occasion before the beast. Uh, and again, intentionally, um, he was you know just a quick story. So he was had at a friend's birthday party, and I just told him, hey, you're gonna we we've got an event tomorrow. Uh, here's what you, here's what you need to pack. I didn't tell him what we were doing. I just say, hey, you just need to make sure that you have something that you can maybe run in or whatever. Just pack a bag, overnight bag, and that's about all I told him. And so we picked him up. Me, uh, Brian Towers was there, myself, Brian Towers, Josh Lashua. Uh, so we went, picked Austin up from his party because we were all doing this event. He didn't know we were doing it. I'd already registered for him. Everything was set. And then we we headed to Waco, Texas, stayed the night at, at Josh Lashua's parents' house in Waco, and then we did this. Spartan, I think it was Spartan Super at the time. Yeah, Spartan Super, I believe. And uh, I told him when I picked him up, hey, we're going to Waco. We're, this is what we're doing. <laughs> so <laughs> Thanks, whatever plans you had, it ain't happening. This is what you're doing. And, uh, and, and obviously he did it. It was great, great experience, great time, uh, great weekend. Uh, but he, he, that was one of the things that he did as far as physical challenge. He got his, his Spartan trifecta we did. And then we did a half marathon together. Uh, which I was impressed with because he performed very well. Uh, did he beat you? I think he did. He oh, did beat me. Did Joe, he? come on now. Uh, he was, uh, but I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to like, hey, pace yourself, and he was just flying, and I was. See so you at the finish line. <laughs> I was, I was chasing him the whole time. I think we did finish. We didn't. We we ended up finishing almost together. I don't remember exactly uh, the time, but pretty I think sure. you finished like ten minutes after me. Did Ooh. I really? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so, and that's a big gap. You're Ten minutes me on a half marathon, that's a big gap. <laughs> uh, so, but it was great to see. It's like, man, that's awesome. Uh, He's kicking back at the finish line in the hammock with uh, a my tie, and I really, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> so a we'll Shirley see, Temple, uh, you know. 
So, um, but yeah, and then, you know, of course I signed up for this hundred because, you know, listen, I got to, I got to lead the way, you know, now I would have done it whether he's doing anything. So I mean, that's just, we know what I'm going to do, but of course, you know, um, invited him to participate in this physical challenge that I stepped into and, and he, uh, decided to do the 50 K. And, uh, so we'll, uh, this will be another, uh, a, uh, another level for him, which I'm excited to, to 50 K. It, yeah, it's it's, it's 50K, about 31, 31 miles. miles. Okay. So, are y'all running in the Dallas half mar- or y'all running in the Dallas? Probably marathon? not. Probably not. Yeah. So the next time that uh, y'all run, you just challenge him. Now it's your turn to keep up with me, Dad. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> that, that's it. So growing up, it. Austin, did, was there when you saw like his athleticism? Was that anything? In, it, was there anything in you that go, that said like, man, I really want to do that? Um. I would say so. Um, back in like 2014, he did a half Ironman, and um, we watched him complete that. And I was like, "Dang, I want to do something like that one day." Like, Man, Dad's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Secret sauce of being a dad. What is what's the one key that you would uh, want dads to 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 know? Yeah. So. Um Man, for one, you just gotta you just gotta have your kids understand that you that you want the absolute best for them, that you truly love them, and and they just need to always feel that no matter what, no matter what the decisions that they, they may be making, even when they make mistakes. That I think as a father, you just gotta uh, you gotta still be there with them and make sure they understand that uh, that they're gonna be loved no matter what through the mistakes. And the other the other part to that is as a father that we have to recognize that you know we always have gaps into what we're able to bring, so we gotta find. Um, maybe it could be the men around us that are going to be able to fill some of those gaps and find someone that you can that you can replicate or that you can draw from and then implement what they are bringing what they were as a father and so you got to find that those templates so for me I found I uh, came across Pastor Keith recognized that this guy is a great father there's so much I can uh, apply from from what I what, what, what he's done and and you got to find that you got to find that uh, what that looks like for for you and and just recognize it is it is a incredible calling being a father is an incredible calling and and you have to step into that you have to own that calling that God has placed on your life um, and it is what the world needs is great fathers because without great fathers you can't have great sons and without great sons your legacy's done uh, so it is it is um, incredibly important um, just for for our community for uh, for our society, but uh, but just to just the family dynamic, you know, families are so important um, to you could say to advance the kingdom. If I could put it that way, families are extremely important to advance the kingdom, and and uh, and it starts with it starts with the parents, starts with the father, and uh, it's just it's, it's it's super important. Before we wrap up and have our guests pray us out, uh, I did something a little different this week. I'd asked you for the opening quote, and you gave me the quote that we had where one one father is worth uh, 10 yeah. scho- uh, school, masters. school masters. You also picked uh, Hebrews 12, 7, and there was a couple of different versions, you know, uh, Amplified, Easy, and uh, Good News that I was I was looking through. And they, they all say the same thing, but there's a little bit different one. Um, what, why that scripture, and is there a version that speaks more to you? Yeah, so I do have it here. I'm going to read it. Um, so, yes. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? If God doesn't discipline you, he, he, as he does all of his children, it means that you're illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Um, so what stood out about that is that we just have to recognize that is part of the, the father's role is to bring discipline. And um, that, that is probably, you know, again, in addition to love, that's almost equally as important because discipline is a form of love. Uh, you take away the discipline, you don't really care about what's happening and what that future path will look like. And so that is discipline and legacy. They go hand in hand. You can't have legacy without discipline. Um, and you really can't have love without discipline. So discipline is, is definitely, and uh, I would say, a, one of the ingredients of how, and you, how you love your, ch- your, your child. Um, and so that's, that's an important just an important I think there's there's it kind of kind of kind of goes into um, some fathers can be passive in that area but that is one area you just you just can't neglect as far as bringing the discipline um, you just don't know what you're gonna get you don't that's it's it's uh, 
you got to do it. You got to bring it, and you got to uh, you got to put the passivity aside and uh, and yep. just step into step into that. So as uncomfortable as it may be, sometimes. It's interesting. So uh, on my mirror, I have my core values written so that I'm looking every at them every day. I brought the kids in so that hey, give me what does this mean to you on these core values? And it was interesting that the, when it came to well, it came to all of them. Their perspective on those core values were different, and when it came to discipline, it's totally different from what I was thinking. So, discipline for me was, you know, my discipline and making sure that I'm doing yeah. the right things. Right. And then theirs were, well, that's you know, when we get in trouble, you know, you correct us and stuff. It was like interesting. You're absolutely right, but uh, I never really thought about that. What does discipline mean to you, Austin? Um. For me. Discipline really just goes down to learning um, from your mistakes. Um, you can get, you know, you can get discipline. You can discipline yourself or get disciplined by, you know, your parents or whatnot. Um, uh, like for my dad, if you know, if I make a wrong decision or something, I'm gonna get spanked or you know, I'm gonna get my grounded, my phone taken away. Um, but also, uh, disciplining yourself is like, um, like I know this is, you know, probably not the right choice to make, so I'm gonna keep myself away from this, like, um, or, you know, there's a donut, I really like that donut, but <laughs> I can't eat it, cause, you know, it's gonna, it's unhealthy, but, um, uh, it really just goes down to, making the right choices and um yeah that's pretty much it thank you alan you got any last last questions uh, no well it's been great yeah um so we typically have our guests pray us out all right yeah um uh, lord thank you for bringing us all here t this morning um uh, Please keep us awake throughout the day, and hopefully tomorrow we can get some better rest. Um, uh, thank you for the privilege of being in this podcast, my first podcast. Um, and Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, guys. Strikers, uh, we'll talk. Oh, who's our uh, guest next week? Next week, we will have Ricardo Gloria. That's oh, great. For great Father's guy. No Best. Yeah, yeah. No, he's going to be awesome. How many kiddos does he have? Two, okay. Ricardo and Renzo. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. Strikers, I hope you do too. We'll see you next week.